you so much for listening to another episode of Guidance with Grace. My name is Grace, and this week's episode is all about progress plateaus. Uh, I think a lot of the times uh, people experience plateaus uh, in relation to if they're trying to lose weight, especially as you get closer to your goal, it does definitely get harder. But also, we're going to talk about things to consider if you are more of a weightlifter and you're not really looking to lose weight, but you're maybe just, you know, you're lifting weights and you're, you're an active person, what a plateau might look like for you. Um, so I'm actually sitting next to Don Lobenthal. He was an associate professor. Is that your official title? Yep. Over in sport and exercise studies. You've been in this field for a long time and you really have the science brain. I'm not so much. <laughs> um, Science brain. It sounds like a disease, actually. Yeah, um, it's a condition. You should get that checked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you teach a lot of the classes here: um, exercise physiology. Uh, what are some of the other ones? I can't think of. Stuff like Kinesiology. Yeah. Advanced resistance training. Yeah, and you you do read. Um, like science and research and things like that. Um, so that's why I wanted to have you on. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah. So I, I guess we, it's a good place to start is just defining what a plateau is and um, kind of in all realms, kind of just all encompassing. What would you say a plateau is if it's a weight loss person, if they're trying to gain strength? Plateau is normally just where progress has ceased. Um, and a lot of times motivation has has ceased as well. So you're just not you're not mo- moving forward anymore, and it can be very frustrating, especially for the weight trainer, the weightlifters, and the and the weight loss clients. Um, and it's actually anytime you plateau, it's usually a form of fatigue. Mm-hmm. So most people plateau because they haven't changed their training format; they just keep doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and so progress progress is lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of it is diet related. And, you know, we, uh, we always say you can't out-train your fork, and it's 30% in the gym and 70% in the kitchen, so to speak. I don't know if I agree with those percentages, but it is huge. For example, if you're just 2% dehydrated, it will significantly affect mm. your energy levels and your strength and your endurance. And so this time of the year, it is very common for people to walk around dehydrated because the thirst mechanism isn't really kicking in because it's not hot out, but the air is so dry in the buildings we're in because of the heat that oftentimes you're losing a lot of water and don't even know it. Um, on top of that, a lot of times in January, people start to cut calories because throughout December it was, you know, an eating fest. Mm-hmm. And when you try to cut calories and train hard, it is very, very difficult. And a lot of times the body will get tired, which makes the mind tired and then you know then you have that plateau or what we see in a lot of new year's resolutions they just quit Mm -hmm. yeah and i think uh one of the things that is important to also think about is the boredom factor um because i guess i mean it depends on who you are and how you define it but that's a little different for me like i'll still be motivated to work out in the sense that i know i'm going to feel good i'm like excited for my workout in the sense that i i i like movement and afterward i'll feel great but during 
it's kind of just like I'm going through the motions and there's nothing new and I don't feel creative. And especially for somebody who's been in the field, uh, making my own workouts right now is actually getting a little harder for me because I feel like I'm not coming up with anything new. I'm not challenging myself in different ways. And sometimes people can just feel like that. They're like, oh, I'm just going through the motions. So that could possibly also be a plateau. Um, some of the things that also can kind of stick out as a plateau is possible injury or um, even uh, kind of like just the aches and pains that don't go away. Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of your first sign as well, I would say. Just um, although it's overtraining is a little different, and we'll do a different episode on that. Um, if you're training too much, that can lead to a plateau as well kind of leading into that overtraining is just not giving yourself a break but why what are some other reasons that people um plateau what would you say well i think you hit the nail on the head when you said boredom that's a great reason um especially uh if if you go to the fitness center and you don't have a big um i'll call it a library of exercises Mm -hmm. in your mind or as you were mentioning you work in the field and that's all you see all day long that can cause it um you mentioned injury uh, injuries are frustrating and cause, can cause plateaus. And you also mentioned the aches and pains. So, you know, it depends on your training level. If, if you're a general fitness client, you should not be having aches and pains that are keeping you from training. So you have to figure out what's causing that. And today with the uh, movement analysis and, and correctional exercises uh, or corrective exercise, correctional exercises are what you do in a penitentiary. Um <laughs> But corrective exercises, you should be able to eliminate some of those aches and pains. Um, there's always things like glucosamine and so forth that you can take for your joints. But um, those are those are definitely some causes of um, plateaus. Another thing I see, and I, I see it a lot, is people go into the gym, especially those strength training advocates, and they try to go heavy every time they're in, or they do the same exact exercises every time they go into the gym. Mm-hmm. You are going to plateau. Um, the body just cannot tolerate that. You've got to have variety in your workout. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with um, a weight loss client, and I saw this a lot when I ran uh, a weight loss program as people get on the treadmill. It's favorite thing to use in the gym, um, and they'll walk, and they'll get to 30 minutes and then 45 minutes. and You can only tolerate that for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like a mouse on, a, on one of those wheels they r- like to run on. <laughs> yes. And it's just so boring. So there's – that's when good trainers can come along and say, here, let's, let me show you some other ideas for weight loss. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of incorporating resistance training movements into weight loss programs. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Muscle, more muscle can burn calories more at rest. So yeah. definitely helping boost that metabolism for somebody who wants to lose weight. Um, uh, you were kind of mentioning the people who just jump right into the heavy lifting. Um just as a kind of a notation for that, people should do warm-ups, people should do cool-downs, um, and warm-up is also dynamic stretches, but also you're not jumping right into the heavy weight either, so do your dynamic stretches, but then you're easing into those heavier weights if you are in a cycle of heavier lifting, you're not jumping right to 225 on your bench sometimes. You might want to ease into that depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely something that people 
often skip. I see it very frequently in the public setting, um, which is happy. I'm happy that we're in like a private conditioning area because I see that less. It's less pain to witness. Um, But when I did work in a a public gym, it was a very regular thing. People wanted to start out heavy. And even though you can lift it, it doesn't mean that that's your place to start. Right. Uh, We... (laughs) Warm-up is so critical. I remember when I was younger, I'd skip warm-ups. I see a lot of young guys do that and young. Although the, I will say the ladies usually do the warm-ups. Yeah. Um, but the, the young guys will jump right into it. Uh, you can get away with that for a while. I've seen two pec tears in my life, Ugh. and they are not pleasant. Um, so, yeah, warm-up. The other thing along with that is people do not condition to lift heavy prior to lifting heavy. Uh, if you read anything about strength training, especially if you read from the experts in the field, uh, Louis Simmons, for example, mm-hmm. I'll throw my buddy Corey Gregory out there, too. He, yeah. he, they really promote general preparatory physical activity. So um, call it GPP. And it's you do a lot of repetitions and build a capacity up on all the supportive structures around the joints before you start to put them under a tremendous stress. And the key is you always have to do that general preparatory work or you're going to be susceptible to injury. So is that, is the GPP work, is it the same movement or is it different movements using the same muscle groups? So it's probably going to be different movements. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. So um, I like to use lunges as GPP for squatting. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who like to bench press a lot forget that the shoulder relies heavily not just on the muscles anteriorly that we use for benching, but mm-hmm. posteriorly. So really, you should use a two or three to one ratio back to chest exercise ratio. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things like rows and face poles and, and things with resistance bands are huge. And then push-ups. Um, if, you're gonna, if you really want to be a, a strong bencher, get a big back and do push-ups every day. Mm-hmm. And people hear that every day. Well, I can't get recovery. And that's not necessarily true. It's two different types of training. Mm-hmm. One is GPP, and the other is going heavy in the gym. Right. And you've got to have the capacity before you can build the strength. Right, and that's why, that's kind of like on the hypertrophy level of like where a lot of people start out. They start out with more reps anyway, and then you start scaling back on your reps to gain strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're starting with a capacity so that you have, you know, a foundation to build on. So, I mean, that can lead to overtraining if all you're doing is the same thing and you're not doing anything to prepare you to get to that next level. Um, or if it's doing the same thing all the time, let's say on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're always doing those high rep things and you're not doing enough of strength training at a heavier level, then you might not get stronger. (laughs) So, you know, kind of reversing our common thought of, oh, you're going too heavy too often. Um, You're not working yourself up to that. It can be also in the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, of course, we talked about ways to avoid plateau in the sense of kind of making your training colorful, Mm -hmm. um, but also dietary intake. We were talking about um, kind of just brainstorming some things. Food is huge. Um, we all know that protein helps, you know, rebuild the muscle and all of those things. But you mentioned water. Yeah. Water is that little nutrient that a lot of people don't even realize is a macronutrient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very important. Um, muscle is 60 to 70% water. Um, 
blood volume, for example, your cardiac output, if you begin to become dehydrated, you start to lose plasma volume a little bit, and that will affect your endurance. Um, it affects your energy levels tremendously. A lot of people are tired all the time, and um, they hit that midday, you know, p plateau, we'll call it. Yeah. You get really sleepy, and, and so much of that is fluid intake. If you're not hydrated, you're going to be tired. It's, it's going to wear you down, especially if you're replacing water with things like diet sodas, which are just horrible, oh, absolutely yeah. horrible. Um, I rather replace it with coffee, and you know I will drink coffee all the time. But, um, but yeah, get your water. That's going to be big. And if you go to the gym and you just don't have the energy levels, try hydrating. Yeah, that might yeah. that may be a, a help for you. Yeah, definitely. And if you're a person who is working out at the end of your workday, it's even more important to stay hydrated throughout the workday because chugging a you know, a full glass of water before you go into the gym isn't going to cut it. No. If you haven't been hydrated all day, you're almost making up for lost time yeah. at that point. So really, I mean, it's an hour by hour basis. Like if I start the day off good by the middle of the day, if I've stopped drinking water for a few hours, I notice it. Um, and I definitely notice it in the headache realm of you guys listen regularly. I'm sure you've heard at some point that I struggle with getting headaches, but that's a, I'm very susceptible to it. And water is definitely a big thing that makes or breaks whether or not I'm going to have a headache that day or if I'm going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, progress plateaus often are seen, um, uh, I would say like around the first half of the year because people go hard January you've got your new year's resolutions you want to lose weight you want to get stronger you want to look this way you want the number on the scale to be a certain number and then we go hard and then it all falls off so I think if anything you want to make sure that you're easing into your practices especially if you're coming off of a time where you haven't worked out you've never worked out or it's just been different, easing into it, but also making sure that you're changing what you're doing. Yes. And making sure that it's kind of a, a regular change. Like like you said earlier, it was like four weeks or something. Kind of just every four weeks, kind of change it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we were also mentioning, you know, who you are. How do you change it? Well, if you're, you know, lifting heavier, maybe you don't lift as heavy. Uh, maybe do your GPPs. <laughs> mm. Um what are some other things that people can consider for changing up their routine? Well, you could take a, a simple exercise that you might be doing, like a, a bench press or a, a row or a squat, and there are so many different variations that you can incorporate on the same exercise. You can do a front squat instead of a back squat, a high bar instead of a low bar. Um, you can put bands on the bar for a little bit of accommodating resistance. Um, you can change your repetition tempo. So mm, tempo training, tempo training is okay. really, really yeah. nice. Um, you can also do pause sets where you pause at the bottom mm. of mm -hmm. a movement uh, so that you can do speed work where you take a weight off the bar and try to move it as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of different methods of varying your routine. Um, you can just change the exercises altogether if you want. A lot of people mm -hmm. are afraid to do that because they've made progress on a certain lift and they mm -hmm. think if I change it, I won't. I won't have that progress. You don't lose strength. And you might go back to that lift and find that it's actually higher than it was prior. Right. So. It's kind of that you're getting a break. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Dustin mentioned a while ago, I had him on last year for like a running series that we were doing. And he was talking about runners are so like front back oriented. So getting lateral movements and mm -hmm. changing your direction is 
you know, similar to what you were saying in the sense that you want to change your movement sometimes. If you're doing all of those things, changing high bar, low bar, bands, speed, tempo, all that stuff, maybe you need to go to the side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, changing the exercise completely. Yeah. Change. And another thing, too, is do unilateral instead of bilateral. So we're all used to doing, for both. example, just take the squat, both yeah. legs, do single leg for a while and a lot of people I've heard people say I don't want to do that because I can't well the reason you can't is because you're not strong <laughs> unilaterally <laughs> right that's what you need <laughs> right yeah uh, that's one of my favorite reasons uh, to use dumbbells mm -hmm. um, instead of like a bar for bench press or something like that I do a lot of single leg deadlifts uh, it's like one of my favorite exercises most of my clients probably know that because I make them do that <laughs> uh, but you know they're like oh I can't balance you know it's this is hard well you're not going to get better if you don't do it mm -hmm. um, and same thing goes for bench press a lot of people hate dumbbell bench press because you know they can't lift as much weight but this is going to help you lift more weight right um, if you're controlling each side individually and shoot put one dumbbell down and just do one at a time and that yeah. totally changes it as well so there's a lot of options and i feel like we could talk about this forever uh but we'll we'll end here and if you guys are thinking about um your routines and you're curious about how you can change it definitely stop down in the conditioning center uh room 083 in delaware hall we are here to answer your questions whether it's me or any of the other trainers uh here in the conditioning center uh, of course don is right around the corner over in the um, SES suite, um, him or even some of the other people uh, over there might be able to direct you toward um, making sure that you're reaching the goals that you are setting. Hopefully you are setting them um, and you're able to kind of figure out what your next step is going to be. So hopefully we can help you um, avoid your progress plateau. Um, and if you have any, any questions, definitely, um, you know, you can direct message us, DM us on Instagram, uh, message us on Facebook, any of those things. We're definitely here to help you out. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm Grace. I'm Don. And we'll see you guys next week.